Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It's Wednesday, May 10th. The year is 2023. That's the year of Larry. There are certain things in your life you should not be doing after a certain age, okay? If you're over 30 and still lean out car windows going, You're an idiot. You should be slapped and sterilized so that this will never occur again. I believe I'm strict but fair. All hell, Larry Miller. It is right to give Larry Miller thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be listening to us today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. A roving gang of toe suckers. Yeah. They'll be toe-sucking today. No, there will not. A lot of people asking if we'll do uh, Munch and Monday with toe-sucking. Why would we do that? Because Whose toes are you going to suck? People are each other's. No. We'll trade off. No. We'll trade off a little toe-sucking. There there is a line. There are no lines. That line has been drawn. (laughs) You've eaten ants and hundred-year-old eggs. Not licking your toes. Bull bull testicles. That's not Munch and Monday. You'd be munching on my toes. No, you're not. No. No. So you'll think about it. So you're saying you'll think about it. I'm thinking it. no. Hi, right, kids. Fucking insane people. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. It's got a motherfucking Mustang. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is mm. the Rear Admiral himself, mm-hmm. the Sheriff of Ghost Town, mm-hmm. the Mayor of Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. the Tyrant of Toes, <laughs> the Victim of Vandalism. <sighs> He's Nipsey Muscle, the Dilf Pickle. He's... Holy God, holy God. Let's just call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's up, Pence? Oh, not much. Same old, same old. No, you just came in here saying, oh, I'm so busy. So I don't busy. have time to do... My I can't shoes tie my tough. shoes. I think you're trying to trying to hint toward a little toe toe no i was not trying to hint i was not trying to whoops my oh my shoe's undone my my shoe fell off oh Oh, is that a toe (laughs) oh oh, look at that my shoes are untied they could slip off so easily what are my feet doing on the table if only i'd worn socks today (laughs) not how you work But you're so busy, but nothing's going on. Oh, that's exactly what's happening. I'm slammed, but I, I have nothing happening. Fair enough. For you folks interested in the rest of the Ralph Report cast, Steve Ashton and I were uh, trading texts today. He's doing well. He's in a new facility that's supposed to be particularly for physiotherapy for uh, folks who are going through all kinds of different illnesses. Mm-hmm. And he said he's been there almost a week now, and uh, no one's stopped by yet. Oh, that's that's sad. He's like, why am I here if I don't get therapy they, what's it's the supposed point? to happen tomorrow his first therapy session is supposed to happen tomorrow but All he right. doesn't have so he's much been laying there doesn't have much faith well he's walking around well, like that's to be boring as shit and he said the worst part is he only has basic netflix oh he can't get to uh his his full netflix Poor subscription guy. so but he still has access to porn so well, that's, that's good, good well, what more do you need yeah you really don't he said oh yeah i've got access to porn i'm blowing dust now just keep myself busy. Well, you're there for a week doing nothing. That's I would be yeah. my first go-to. Yeah. Like, how do I entertain myself? Yeah. Xhamster.com. So uh, <laughs> Steve's doing well. His sense of humor is still intact. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll hear from him again. I'll have him check in here on the Ralph Report once again. Uh, programming note, tonight is the night. Mm. If you're a four-star general, you're going to want to hit that uh, Crowdcast button and come join us here in the Batcave. Watch us do our thing live right in front of your eyes maybe there'll be some toe sucking you there don't won't know. be there anything will, can happen 100 percent guarantee there will not be toe sucking. 100 100 percent maybe a thousand percent can you even do a thousand percent no guarantee? you can't stamp it mr, mr. science i've stamped it <laughs> certified mr science 
We know you with your metal cups and your glass cups. You don't know. I know. You don't know. I know. I know. Uh, another programming note. Don't forget, May 20th, it's a Saturday night, 10 p.m. Kevin Smith and I taking the stage once again at Flappers here in Southern California, Burbank to be specific. Mm-hmm. 10 p.m. That's when we're doing Hollywood Babylon at flapperscomedy.com. That's where you go to get your tickets. Uh, love to see you. Come on out and join us. We're going to have a good time. And if you're on the East Coast, we're doing Hollywood Babylon and Comic-Con Theater, where we read the comic books out loud in a variety of voices. Well, I do. Kevin just has the one voice, pretty much. <laughs> but come on, join us. It is a Kevin's Movie Theater there in uh, uh, Atlantic. The Atlantic Cinema is now known as the Smodcastle Cinemas. Mm. Go to csmod.com, and you can get links to tickets to both of those. What, By com- the way, what comic book are you reading? You know? uh, we're going to do, we're going to revisit the very first issue of Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. The oh, comic your book guys that Kevin and I worked on nice. many years ago. That was one of the first times we ever did this bit. So we're going to go back and oh, uh, that's cool. do a greatest hit. So uh, you're going to co- want to come out and join us. By the way, uh, the uh, Babylon in Jersey, I've just been informed. We also have a VIP package where you get to take a photo after the show with Kevin Smith and myself. Oh, wow. So if that's something you're interested in, that's also nice. uh, a potential. That is uh, June 3rd. Saturday night for Babylon, and then the fourth in the afternoon on Sunday, we're doing a Comic-Con theater. So hope to see lots of Garmy members coming up for that. Kids, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, we got your phone calls, of course. Entertainment news is on the way. And because it's Wednesday, one hit wonder Wednesday. I couldn't be more excited. Really? One of my favorite singers of all time. Featured on today's One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Okay. A guy who's just been in the business forever and has just bounced around, just nibbling at the edges of superstardom. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. You're nibbling, all right? I'm nibbling at toes. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite able to crack that top 10. He just did it once. Oh, poor guy. And uh, that was as a solo act, but he's also been the lead singer for a couple great bands as well. So we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Before we jump into the show, real quickly, though. Yeah. It dawned on me Mm -hmm. last night. Sure. That there are things from your childhood, things that loomed so large they seemed ever-present. Okay. And now, gone. No one thinks about them. No one talks about them. Talk about products in particular. Oh, okay. When I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody in my family and everyone I knew mm-hmm. used Prell shampoo. Oh. Do you remember Prell? I do remember Prell. Prell was a green shampoo. I remember Prell. That came in a tube. Yeah. And you'd squeeze out some Prell and you'd wash your hair with Prell. <laughs> and they also it also came in bottles, a big bottle of Prell. Uh-huh. And the, the sales technique for this on the television commercials was they would take a pearl and drop the pearl into the oh, prell. Yeah. And the pearl would descend ever so slowly into the prell. It was very thick. Yes. And I'm not quite sure what that was supposed to mean to me, the consumer, in the sense like, sure, many shampoos will get my hair clean, but what's the shampoo that will let a pearl just drop really slowly in the bottle? <laughs> so I did a little deep diving and I found the commercial. This is actually a young Pam Dauber oh. who went on to play Mindy and yeah. work in Mindy. This was an old commercial from the 70s that I grew up with. And I was just thinking, whatever happened to Prell? This is a Prell. It's one of the simplest, loveliest forms of nature. I like the idea of nature. You know, being natural in everything, especially my hair. So I use liquid Prell. It lathers like mad and then rinses out completely. It leaves no deposits in my hair. All it leaves is the shine, the glow, the natural beauty of hair itself. Liquid Prell for natural beauty, like my pearl. And it goes really slowly in the bottle. Your pearl. Your pearl. But isn't it weird that something could be such a big hit yeah. at one time in American history and then just be go away, non-existent? Yeah, yeah. And I did a little dive on Amazon, and you can still buy Prell. They still sell Prell. They sell it in the stores? I haven't even looked. I, they I, must. I haven't uh, gone shampoo shopping huh. in some time. But the fact that Prell is still being sold, and I can't imagine they sell more than one or two bottles a year, but they're still making it. I remember that. What was that toothpaste that was in three different flavors? Aquafresh? 
Um, Aqua Fresh was it Aqua? It was that it, had the stripe in the it. Three different stripes. Yeah, that was Aqua Fresh. And from when I was a little kid, I believed that it came out in three separate colors. Because remember, the commercial would come out red, and then blue, and then white, and then it would form together. <laughs> like I thought when you, I, I, I made my mom buy Aqua Fresh because I wanted to see the tube come out in red, and then blue, and then yellow, and white. then have the paste all and then come watch together. it all mix together. This is peanut butter all over. It is. Again. It is. I was fooled a lot by you commercials. You were a dumb kid. I was like four, you, man. Eddie used to think, for those who are new to the show, Eddie used to watch the peanut butter commercials, <laughs> and they would have whole peanuts stretched out right. on a piece of bread. Yeah. And then someone would take a knife. And turn to peanut butter. And it would be a special it. effect where they would just move the knife over the I peanuts. Like and it was left. Four. what was left behind was the peanut butter. And he thought that's how the peanut that butter was, like, was made when you I made a sandwich. I a tooth fairy at that time. Oh my God. If somebody would take my tooth and give me money for it. Like, I, that, I, that's the age. I believe that. That's different. And same with that's the Aquafresh. A, that's a, that's a, a, no. a myth. I didn't know that advertisers were evil and made up lies. So Eddie believed anything he saw in a commercial actually happened. But Aquafresh, yeah, I remember. I thought it came out in three separate things and then combined into one. Yeah, Aquafresh. The ribbon of mouthwash inside yeah, that's of right. it. That's right. That was a huge toothpaste. Massive. Everybody knew about yeah. it and everybody used it. I don't even know if it's still around. I don't either. <laughs> so if you remember something from your childhood that was everywhere, that everybody knew and everybody used, and now is just uh, relegated to the dustbin of history, yeah. let us know, because I'm fascinated by this topic now. All I can think about is all the things when I was a kid that everybody, that gone. everybody used to eat, everybody used to use, right. and now- and They all caught cancer. Nothing. They probably That's did. why they took them off the shelf. Yeah. Remember Big Red gum? Yeah, that would just break my mouth out. I get a thousand canker sores when I ate Big Red. <laughs> that's cinnamon man cinnamon in my mouth it just cuts my mouth up now you were chewing big herp that was a that <laughs> was a different that was. brand there was big herp they had big right. red and then big herp used to give you all the cold sores when you chewed or it. as taking gum from other people's mouths <laughs> maybe that was that the problem as well yeah but uh kiss a little longer big red yeah, yeah. longer with big red i remember big red now no there's no big it's red. gone it's gone hmm. so i don't know why i brought this up but i was just fascinated you know, you know what it triggered me? What? Queen Jay's hair. Well, why? I, I got a whiff. And it I was like. like Prell? Oh, my God. Your hair smells or like. Or Big Red. <laughs> what did it smell like? Your hair smells like Prell. And she was like, what? Because <laughs> it's true. If you don't know what Prell is, Prell sounds like a villain on Star Trek. Yes. Hailing, hailing frequencies open, Mr. Wolf. We must talk to Prell from the planet Nurgog. Anyway, uh, yeah, and she was like, what's Prell? And I was like, Prell was the shit back when I was I remember kid. Prell. Prell, man. All right. It's enough Prell talk. There you go. Let's talk to the Garmy members. I wonder what they wash their hair with. I don't know. I wonder what their hair smells like. I don't Next time know. we have a Garmy meeting, I'm going to- We're gonna not doing a hair smell line. <laughs> smell no. Meat smell green everybody. smell? No. <laughs> I'm smell everybody's head. No. Let's see what it reminds me of. Easy, Biden. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> I can s sniff everybody's hair. It's canceled. A, it, <laughs> it's a good way to get to know someone. <laughs> no, it's not. Take a deep. We're not dogs. Take a deep whiff. Mm. We don't see. We don't use all the the information a, at our disposal. We don't need. All we do is use our eyes and our ears. Yes. What about the rest of our we senses? Talk to the we don't need to smell we somebody. Need to smell, taste. We need to. We need all the information. Uh, that taste. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> toes. No. It all comes back to toes. <laughs> Garmy members near and far would love it when you reach out to us, especially when you do so with the Ralph Report Hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up the number 1833. Hi, Ralph. Then you get to leave your voicemail message, whatever's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. All are welcome because I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blip, 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 blah. You know another thing, real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. more prel bit. Okay, one more prel bit. It used to be. Uh -huh. Now every shampoo has to have like. It's flavonoids and biotin. A and lot of biotin, There's sure. all these elements that... that what, what just happened? Oh, sorry, my uh, trash can just fell over. Poor Phoebe. <laughs> Shit her pants. 
Jesus. I think she knocked it over with her tail is what happened. Um, it, but it, all these nutrients, and it has to have all this stuff yeah. in it. Good old days when you washed your hair. Pearl was just it was basically petroleum oil. It was basically and soap detergent. Yeah, it was basically like clothes detergent that they pre-mixed and put in a bottle, and you were just scrubbing <laughs> your scalp with like acid and lye. That's why everybody had dandruff That's in the seventies. Right. But then they'd sell you another shampoo right. to cure the dandruff. It used to be so simple. You just washed with whatever you had. Yeah. Nobody cared. And then when you ran out of soap, you just use shampoo to wash your body with. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now you have to have vitamins and essential oils. Body and, washes. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's too much. All right. No one called about that. Nobody. No. But the Garmy did call <laughs> about a bunch of other good stuff. Yesterday, we read our uh, Mean Exit surveys. Oh, good times. It's one of the m- most popular shows of the year <laughs> with some people. <laughs> And, the, and I always try to make a point of this, and I should have yesterday. We don't read those things in the hopes that we'll garner some sort of sympathy no. and you guys will feel bad for us and say nice things. No. That's never our intention. No, we we're never, really we're do not it, fishing. No. no. We do it uh, to, to poke a little fun at ourselves and, more importantly, to call out assholes yeah. who have left us who are better, Good better, who are better uh, served elsewhere. So, but it is nice when we do it. We do get some phone calls from folks. And I won't lie. It's nice to hear people say nice things about us and about the show. Gigi, little bunny rabbit Gigi called in. And she, I got to tell you, she is just a doll. But I also realized as I listened to this call, you don't want to get her angry. Oh, don't get on her back. She's a little bunny rabbit. But it's like Monty Python (laughs) and the Holy Grail. She's like the bunny rabbit that'll go for your throat. She's like that little kitty cat in the Lego movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Super happy all the time until she gets mad. Yeah. Here's uh, Gigi's phone call in support of us. Hey, Rufus, bunny rabbit. You know, I'm a big fan, longtime fan. So I have a hard time listening to the mean exit surveys. But I'm not going to engage in the hate. I'm not going to complain. Good. Even though I'm really angry. Don't, don't be angry. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking talk about those motherfuckers. Hijos de la gran puta, come mierdas que no tienen nada más que hacer que llamar a romper las pelotas y joder. I'm not. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Eddie, we love you. Steve, I adore you. Queen, you're fucking hot. Thank you guys for all you do. You make a difference. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's all. Lick my balls. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, she went into that blue streak in oh, Espanol. That was awesome. Oh, I thought she was going to cut a bitch. <laughs> she would have. Yeah, she would have. Yesterday, we also talked about mental health and some tips regarding how you can uh, get rid of anxiety. Uh-huh. If that's something you have to deal with, yeah, you can yeah. deal with depression, those dark moments. And it turns out sometimes we come in handy. Hey, Ralph. Uh, just wanted to let you know that for every mean exit, there's a thousand people that Thank you and Eddie at the end of every episode like I do. And I know when I'm in a tough mental state, uh, you guys are my safe place. And I've gone through some shit recently. And, you know, Ralph Report on repeat was a, was a safe place. So thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you. And I always say if we can make one person feel a little bit better when they're going through some tough times, oh, for sure. then it's all worthwhile. Yesterday, we did, as you can uh, tell by the top of the show, talk about a news story where a man was surprised at 5 p.m., 5 Mm -hmm. a.m. in the morning that someone had snuck into his hotel room and was uh, sucking on his toes. Uh uh And we said the guy was charged with burglary and sexual assault. Yeah, sexual assault. And we thought burglary, what did the guy take? Don't aggravated you, burglary. Don't you have to steal something yeah. when you when you burgle? Well, luckily, the Garmy's smarter than we are. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hope you're doing well, Steve. Kevin, my name's Dimitri. I just wanted to stop the podcast and call in. Um, you guys are doing today's Citizen of the Week. And, <clears throat> you know, questioning whether or not it's burglary. And that got me wondering, because I was under the same, uh, you know, opinion as you guys, that, you know, you had to steal something. But burglary is just the crime of entering a building illegally with the intent to commit a crime. And I guess theft is just the most common crime that's committed. So ah. that's why everybody associates, you know, stealing with burglary. So I guess it is burglary that he, you know, he, I, illegally, I mean, he, he entered in the, the hotel room with the intent to assault the guy. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, let me know. 
So there you go. If you hmm. break into any location with the intent to commit a crime, that's burglary. considered burglary. Okay. So now we know. Now I know. Speaking of the toe-sucking bandit, <laughs> some people like when I tell those stories. Most people like Eddie's reaction to those kind of stories. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Queen J, Steve, get better. This is uh, Paul calling from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm just calling because we absolutely 100% need a Eddie mashup of all his reactions to the toe-sucking story. Um, I don't know what I was laughing at more. If I was laughing at more the story or Eddie's amazing sounding like he's holding in all the vomit ever possible. Yeah. yeah. So please make that happen. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Eddie wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to these stories or his stomach on his sleeve, I guess, more than his heart. Here's a super cut from yesterday. When Peter looked down, was sucking on his toes. What? While he, Why? While he slept. Yeah. Had let himself no, no. into the room ah. on oh. Peter's toes. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Ew. Ew. Oh, Eddie. Turn Ew. on Eddie. Ah. The toes. Oh. Who could say no? Oh. That big toe. So gross. <laughs> That gross. It is so gross. What would it cost? What would it take you? To suck some dude's toes? Not just some dude's mind. If I were to whip no. off my shoe. Uh, now? You've yes. been in your house and your socks right all now, day? And I haven't, I'm not wearing any socks. I'm just oh, wearing no. These, not shoeless? These sockless old, shoes? These old no. sneakers that I kind of use as slippers oh, around God, the house. Oh, God. That's got to smell awful. <laughs> what it's like number? vinegar and fucking cheese. Ugh. What number are we talking? <laughs> it's if, what so many zeros. What's the cash value? The cash value of me just slipping off. This, I could end the writer's strike with it. The sneaker. Knowing. Prop my foot up. You go to it. Let's nope. say 20 seconds. 10, no. 20 seconds. That's forever. All right. 10, 20 seconds? 10 seconds. No. 10 Mississippi. No. It's just, what's the, there's what's no the amount dollar of amount? Money. There's no amount of money. Oh, wow. No amount of money. Maybe not no amount. Like, it would be like, it would be millions of dollars. Oh, it wouldn't be millions. It would be millions of dollars. Maybe a million. A hundred bucks. No. One hundred I would not suck your toe for a hundred dollars. One hundred dollars cash money. No. On the barrel head. Not for, no. Today. Nope. Two hundred dollars. Nope. Two. More zeros Two hundred dollars. No, you have to get out of the hundreds. (laughs) Wow, you're serious. Yeah, dude. You're serious about toes. I'm sucking your toes have been your shoes without socks all day, sweating. Ah, you fucking insane. I'm not going anywhere Fuck. or doing anything. I'm just padding around the house. I'd rather look a cow's asshole. I'm offended, wow. sir. Man. How dare At least you? That's out in the breeze. Yours is just your toes just crammed in that leathery cave, <laughs> sweating all day. No. You fucking crazy? Oh. <laughs> no, man. What if a cow was sitting on a leather couch all day? No. And- <laughs> no, because it'd be sweating yeah. and no. That'd be weird for a cow to sit on a leather couch, would too. You'd feel pretty guilty about that, I would think. <laughs> Uncle Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Mm. We're doing all cover tunes. This is a great one. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Um, get well soon, Steve. Queen Jay. I wanted to call in with a uh, happy hit that's a cover. Um, a lot of people don't realize it's a cover. It is um, Elvis Costello's What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. So there's a suggestion for a happy hit. All right. Thanks. Bye. And a good one indeed. I love this tune. I love Elvis Costello. But the original done by Nick Lowe, another artist that I also love. And if you ever heard the original version, it's also great. Here's the more famous one, though, the cover by Elvis Costello. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? As I walk through this wicked world, searching for of insanity I ask myself Is all hope lost Is the only 
Great pick. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but that can't happen if you don't call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to pay tribute to the lives and legacies of folks who left this world on May 10th throughout history. We pay tribute to them in a segment called Hello Death. And since we're doing covers, I thought this was an appropriate request. Hey, Ralph. Uh, Matt from Monrovia. Quick, uh, quick request. Uh, after hearing the metal version of uh, Hello Death, I was hoping we could get the live rendition from uh, from that one super cool uh, live Ralph report that I was at and I loved. Thank you so very much for that one. Uh, I don't know if it's actually play this. Anyway, dude, can we get the, the live live rendition of Hello Death uh, from, from Queen J? It was such like a fun, stripped down, sweet little, just, it was like fucking, it was, it was, it was Queen J unplugged. I didn't hear it. Love you guys. Speed it by. At the most recent live Ralph report, Queen J brought her guitar and she did do her Hello Death theme live with a little help from myself and Steve Ashton. So here it is, the live version of the Hello Death theme. Oh my. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shelf? Hello, death. Nice. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. <laughs> All right, on this day, May 10th, throughout history, in 1760, Johann Christoph Graupner Johann. died in 1760, the age oh. of 77. How'd he die? He just died. Well, you don't just die. Yeah, you do. Well, how, what happened to Johann? What did Johann do? He was 77. He was famous because he was a famous German harpsichordist. Oh. And more importantly, he was a Baroque composer. Yeah. And you know what I always say. I know. If it ain't Baroque, right. don't fix it. Only reason we brought Johan up today. <laughs> king Louis the Fifteenth, uh, King of France, died on this day in 1774. In 1798, George Vancouver, British explorer, died at the age of 40. Oh. You know what area of uh, the world he explored? The Northwest. The Northwest. How did you know? Because of Vancouver. Oh, uh, see? Okay, nothing past you. <laughs> 1818, Paul Revere. Died at the age of 83. American silversmith, more importantly, the Patriot, who alerted the colonial militia to the approach of the British forces. 
before the battles of Lexington and Concord. Yeah. Listen, my children, and you shall hear okay. of the daring ride of Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. The poem famously right. goes. Yeah. yeah. One if by ha- land, and one two if by if- hand, two if by feet. <laughs> right. Right. That's how I want to be beat off. <laughs> one if by hand, two if by feet. Play with my wiener. 1863, Stonewall Jackson, <laughs> Confederate general during the American Civil War. Died of pneumonia at the age of 39. Mm. Good. Hope he fucking suffered. What was that rumor that he got shot by his own men in the leg? Oh, was that him? Stonewall Jackson. Didn't he get shot by his own men? Or I, one of his I, own men I in, don't, le- I don't, in the leg and died because of that? I don't remember that story. Oh, that's how he died. You could be right. I might be right. I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear about it one way or the other. Probably will. Tomorrow. I'm just not in the mood to stop the show. Don't stop the show. Keep it going. Henry Morton Stanley. Welsh journalist and African explorer died on this day in 1904 at the age of 63. Famously, he went to Africa looking for the missionary Dr. Livingston Mm. and found him and famously said, Dr. Livingston, I presume. And then he joined his expedition and together they found uh, the source of the Nile. Okay. The waterfall? It's a large life. A waterfall. Giant faucet. A giant faucet, yeah. Some (laughs) guy just left the tap running (laughs) upstream from the Nile. 1914, Sir William Alexander Smith, the founder of the Boys Brigade, died at the age of 59. The Boys Brigade was a uh, group of uh, a youth organization where he brought all the boys together in the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland Uh, for them to learn about uh, God and country and service. Sure, sure. Like uh, like the Boy Scouts, basically. The Boys Brigade. Right. Although it sounds like a gay bar in West Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, now, sure. Welcome to the Boys Brigade. What can I get for you? (laughs) 1956, Clarence E. Mulford died at the age of 73. He was an American fiction writer, famous for creating the fictional cowboy hero Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy. Who became a wild success in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. It had little little to do with the character he created in his books, however. Uh, The real Hopalong Cassidy, in the books anyway, was rude and dangerous and tough-talking. Oh, really? And they called him Hopalong because he was shot in the leg during a gunfight. Oh, so he had a limp. He had a limp, a little hop. In his step, but when they turned him into a character for TV and television for a film and television, he became a squeaky clean, sarsaparilla drinking hero who never shot first. <laughs> That's Hollywood for you. 1974, Hal Moore, American cinematographer, died at the age of 74. He was a, a great cinematographer, famous for his work with Warner Brothers. He did uh, films like Captain Blood with Errol Flynn. Okay, it's a beautifully shot film. Joan Crawford. Speaking of movies, one of the biggest movie stars in the world at one time. She died on this day in 1977. You don't really hear much talk about her anymore. Unless you're talking about how she treated her kid. (laughs) No wire hangers! No no No. wire hangers. Hates those wire hangers. Uh, That's from Mommy Dearest, of course. The book written about Joan by her adopted daughter, Christina. Yeah. Which now, that's pretty much all everyone remembers about Joan. What a way to be remembered. Yes. That's, don't fuck, don't be a dick to your kids. Yeah, for sure. It'll come back to bite you in the ass when they write their book. That's the moral of that story. Or just don't teach them to read or write, then you don't have that problem. Oh, that's a good point. Keep them dumb. Yeah, exactly. Film director and stage director as well, Robert Moore, died on this day in 1984. He was famous for his collaborations with Neil Simon. He directed three of his plays and three of his films, including the detective spoofs Murder by Death and The Cheap Detective, Mm. which I love. Love those films. 1990, Susan Oliver, American actress, died at the age of 61. Probably best known by our audience playing the love interest Mina in the very first Star Trek pilot, The Cage. That's the one with Christopher Pike. Okay. That's when he's so they're trapped in the cage together. Yeah, and she's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And then he says, oh, come on, I'm going to take you on the Enterprise. And they're like, the Telosians say, you, she can't go with you because look at her face now. And then she gets all hideous. Uh, and it turns out the whole thing was an illusion. Her right. beauty was an illusion. Oh. So he leaves her on the planet so she'll stay beautiful forever. Right, so she'll be pretty there. Yeah, Because that's what's important. <laughs> that's right. You don't want an ugly girl on the nope. Enterprise. Absolutely. <laughs> Ruin your reputation, Pike. <laughs> Pike doesn't want to be known as hanging out with a... <laughs> Girl who's not a 10. <laughs> that is a weird moral to that story. Kind of weird. Really. Kind of weird. <laughs> I never Stay here of, where you're beautiful. I never thought of that before. <laughs> you know what? I know you're human. We're going to leave you with this foreign species, this alien species, because they'll keep you looking hot. Because you're a 10 here and, and a that, 2 up there. 
<laughs> that, that is what's really important. The most important thing is not that you be with your own kind, no. but that you just stay hot. Yes, forever. Beam me up. Quickly. John. <laughs> Doesn't go any faster? He ghosted her with the transporter. John Wayne Gacy, American serial killer, died on this day. Well, he was executed. Didn't really die. He was executed, and rightly so. At the age of 52 in uh, 1994, they estimate at least 33 young men and boys killed by John Wayne Gacy. 1999, Shel Silverstein, great American writer and cartoonist, probably most famous, I think, for The Giving Tree, his children's book. Or where the sidewalk ends, right? Is that another one? I... Is that his? Don't... Where the sidewalk ends, Shel Silverstein? I don't... Isn't it? I don't recall. What? That's right, right? Where the sidewalk is. This one is worth pausing the show over. We're, We're going to look this up real quick. You may right. be right. I think I'm right. I'm, I'm not familiar with his the catalog. That's the one work. I remember reading. That's the one I remember reading in grade school was where the, where the sidewalk, sidewalk ends. ends. Yeah. What's, what's there when the sidewalk ends? What's like there? Cliff. <laughs> and you land on a planet of ugly people. <laughs> All right, we're going to look that up. We'll be right back. Please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. Eddie Pence, ladies and gentlemen. What are the odds? I've read a couple books. Eddie Pence coming up with a literary reference. I must say, I got to say I'm impressed. Wait a minute. Let me find my... uh, Well, please. It doesn't get played a lot. Eddie! There was dust on that button. Ugh. I hadn't, I hadn't pressed that <laughs> in some time. It still works. Yeah, it's still there. A tiny little hamster skeleton underneath it. Frank Frazetta, great American fantasy illustrator of comic books, paperbacks, album covers. He did it all. Passed away at the age of 82 on this day. He's famous for his barbarians. He would do like Conan and, yes. and, and uh, those type of people. His, his women didn't look like they were on the ugly no, planet. No, they were They're super On the booby hot. planet. 2012, Carol Shelby, American automobile designer. Oh, man, the best. The Shelby Cobra. Oh, such a beautiful car. It's amazing. I'm not even, a, I'm not even really a car person, but that's a beautiful oh, car. Oh, anybody, anybody. That's a beautiful car. Would look at that and say, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what a car should look like. Died at the age of 89 on this day. And Norman Lloyd, American actor, producer, writer, and director, probably best known for playing Dr. Auschlander on St. Elsewhere, but he had a lengthy career given the fact he died at 106 on this day. Wow in 2012 but he worked with alfred hitchcock he worked with uh, orson welles what a life i mean just Jesus. The, the best of the best all right you know what we do at this point we find a food related to someone who passed away we run it past eddie pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or at the very least like a toe just no. put it in his mouth no just a little in the mouth uh. or maybe up his ass and then pull it out i'll put a toe up my ass oh <laughs> fucking cut your nails dude here's how we find out if he'll eat it or not we talk about the food then we pull the handle of the patented eddie pence jackpot slot machine those reels they go round and round and when they stop if they match jackpot that means eddie's eating the food Mm -hmm. if they're mismatched (laughs) and he's not gonna go for it on this day in 1566 leonhard fuchs died leonhard fuchs leonhard fuchs (laughs) died on this day Famous German botanist who was the first to compile the first modern organized listing of plants and botanical terms. His Historia Sterpium in 1542 was considered the quintessential book on the topic in the 16th century. The plant and the color fuchsia are named after him Hmm. because his name was Leonhard Fuchs. Fuchs. Fuchsia. Fuchsia was the name of the plant. And then the color of the plant was that bright pink we've all come to know as fuchsia. So the plant and the color named after him. Here's the thing most people don't know about fuchsia. Yeah. Although it's a beautiful plant, it's delicious, Eddie Pence. It says here in this article, most people think of fuchsias as pretty decorations in the garden, but not as the source for a snack. We should change that. Fuchsia plants might produce stunning floral displays, but they can serve double duty. You can eat the flowers, the berries, and the leaves of fuchsia, and they're delicious. The little pod that's left behind after a fuchsia flower blooms is actually an edible berry 
And these plants have been cultivated for their fruits for centuries in their native lands. Uh, the Maori in New Zealand eat them all the time. Uh, South American countries like Bolivia, Ecuador, and Peru, you can buy fuchsia berries by the, the bushel, by the basket. In the U.S. and Europe, however, these plants are cultivated just for their interesting foliage and their beautiful flowers. But they say here, you should eat them because they're good tasting. What's it taste like? They're reminiscent of citrus and black pepper. What? Citrus. Don't go together. And black pepper. You can also make fuchsia into a jam if you're so inclined. It's a delicious, tasty flower, and you should eat it, Eddie Pence, because it's full of vitamin C. Yeah. It's got antioxidants in mm -hmm. it. They say it's quite nutritious as well as being delicious. Sure. So fuchsias, the mm -hmm. plant, the flower, the stems, the leaves, the whole thing is edible. Fuchsias. Is Eddie Pence going to eat some fuchsias? It's the only way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One fuchsia, two fuchsia. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, I, I'm having rose jam flashbacks. No, yes. this is different. Yes. This, no. This is different. How? Because it's flour. It's supposed to be delicious. It's supposed to be. Black pepper and citrus? Those don't, that's not a combination of tastes. You don't have to go together. What, all right, forget the fact they make jam out of it. What if you just eat the flour off the stem and eat the stem no, and the No, if it tastes like citrus and black pepper? I'm sure it's very sweet and citrusy, and then it has and then just a, a little a kick of black pepper, just a little no. peppery <laughs> sort of back end. It doesn't. To it, it. Won't, it wouldn't mention black pepper unless the black pepper is like an uppercut of flavor to your to your face. No. It would absolutely not mention it. I'm sure unless that's the dominant flavor. Uh, no, it's the second. It's ingredient. probably a hint of citrus. It's the second ingredient and then on the just list. Just a truckload of black it's pepper. Citrus mm. and black pepper. No, I think it's that's citrus. A... Black pepper. That's what it is. All that, all these, all these years, yeah. fuchsias have been going to waste in people's gardens because they're not chowing down. We need to chow down on, on the delicious look, flower. Just look at the flower. Just eat the flower. I don't want to eat the flower. Just eat it. I'm not going to eat it. It doesn't look good it, to eat. It looks delicious. No, First it of all, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. Beautiful things should be eaten. <laughs> That's in no, my it's, opinion. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> if it looks good, you should eat it. Queen J should run. <laughs> she leaves now. Anything that smells like prell and looks good <laughs> should be eaten. Should be eaten, in my opinion. What do I know? <laughs> That's it for today's Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. All righty, now it's time to turn our attention to the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Congratulations to Robert De Niro. Oh, why? Legendary actor at the age of 79. Just announced he had another baby with his girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many and, kids does he have? And he kind of just, just slipped it into this recent interview. He was being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight in Canada, and she brought up to him the fact that he's got six kids because he's got a new movie out called right. About My Father. It's with your buddy, Sebastian. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's his movie. <laughs> I can't believe this company with the thing the things you're doing. <laughs> so they said, oh, you're a father. You've got six kids. Yeah. Drana, Raphael, Julian, Elliot, Aaron, and Helen. And De Niro corrected the interviewer saying, actually, seven. I just had a baby. My God. 79 years old. How can you enjoy your child at 79? It seems so old to like have the energy to deal with a, a small child. He's not doing I know anything. he's not, but like that's the joy of being a father is being able to have those moments with your kid. At 79, it seems so hard. And what about the kid? What is he leaving? He's barely going to know his father. Exactly. It's like when Tony it's... Randall had a kid at like 80 or 90 or something. And then died like yeah. a year later. Right. This kid will have no father. All he will have is movies to watch his dad right. in. And his mom's new boyfriend. And the mom's new boyfriend and a big trust fund that yeah. he'll get when he's 35 I, or could something. Be worse. I, could be worse. Could be worse. I wouldn't trade my time with my father for all the money in the no, world. No, neither would I. So I, it seems unfair across the board. He'd be a great, great granddad to that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll just tell him that. It's your pop pop. It's Grandpa Bobby. Grandpa Bobby. Uh, speaking of old people we love, President Biden's in the news. Oh, nice. Weighing in on the WGA strike. Oh, is he? Yes, they had a screening recently at the White House for a Disney Plus series called American Born Chinese. 
And there were lots of Disney executives in the audience, and he was asked what he thought of the Writers Guild strike. And he responded into the faces of the Disney execs, I sincerely hope the writer's strike in Hollywood gets resolved and the writers are given a fair deal that they deserve as soon as possible. How about that? This is an iconic, meaningful American industry, and we need the writers and all the workers and everyone involved to tell the stories of our nation, the stories of all of us. And that drew uh, big cheers and applause there in the East Room when he had the press conference. New York and Californian politicians are already said that they'd be willing to help with negotiations between the writers and the studio. And this is the first time the president has weighed in, though. And uh, it's a symbolic move, if nothing yeah. else. They're going to need a third party to come in because it doesn't look good. No, right? neither side seems to willing be to willing to budge yeah. on either end. And some folks, conspiracy theorists, perhaps, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. say that this is what the studios want. A third party to come in? No, that they want the writers to be on strike because they're already using AI. Ugh to take existing IPs like books and characters right. and plays, and they're just feeding them into the AI, and they're coming out with full scripts, and then they're gonna hire some writers, to either union or non-union, just to touch it up and to change Dude, some dialogue and make it sound that's more, fucked up. more realistic. We can't do that. I mean, we can't do that. That AI thing was talked about as a potential threat down the road. Some folks are saying that time is already that's upon us. That's fucked up. And it's, it's awful. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Mm? It's coming back to movie theaters next year, and a, a release date has been announced for Tim Burton's Beetlejuice 2, the sequel to the popular horror comedy from 1988. They're just getting around to Beetlejuice 2 <laughs> in 2024. That's when it's going to oh, be released. He's coming back as Batman, too. So. That's true. He's revisiting all his characters. September 6, 2024 is the release date. Of course, Michael Keaton returns as the titular character, as mm. they say. The uh, Beetlejuice, the ghoulish bio-exorcist. And this time around, it's going to be the daughter of Winona Ryder who uh, hangs out with him, and she's going to be played by Jenna Ortega, who, of course, plays Wednesday right. on the Netflix series, and Tim Burton also produces that, mm. so they're working together again. But this is kind of perfect because Keaton can put that makeup on, and he won't look any different than like he did aged. the first time. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably need less makeup than he did the first time around to do it. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You just show up. I think it's at the Pantages Theater coming. Beetlejuice. Uh, the musical yeah, version. The musical, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have tickets for that. Are you guys going? We're, we're going to go see that. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, television news. Walker has been renewed over at the CW. This is the reboot of the Walker Texas Ranger franchise. Say what? That's like, that's a thing? It's a reimagining of the long-running Walker Texas Ranger franchise. Is Chuck in it? No, no. Jared Padalecki yeah. plays Walker Texas Ranger. I didn't know this was the thing. Oh, you, you, you'll be surprised when you know it's got re it got renewed for its fourth season. <laughs> what? That's what I said when I read the headlines. What? Four seasons? Where did it hide for three years? I have no idea, but it was not on my radar. Oh, so congratulations. Hey, you're working. Good job. I guess. And the CW skews young, too. I'm surprised anyone gives a shit about the reimagined Walker they Texas They must have really Ranger. younged it up. They did. They Well, that Jared Padalecki, he was a big star of Supernatural, which oh, was yeah. a massive hit over there on the He's CW. He's dreamy. He is dreamy. CBS canceled SWAT. Did you know that was on the air? I did. The reimagined series of SWAT. I knew it was on the air. I didn't know it was still on the air. It was still on the air, and then it was canceled. Oh. And then there was such an outcry. From who? From the SWAT fans. From the that CBS reversed their decision. Brought it back? And have announced that it will be back for another final season of 13 episodes because they just can't deprive the SWAT fans of their beloved SWAT. Was there SWAT. a cliffhanger that had to be resolved? No, not to the best of my knowledge. But mm. I, don't know very, I know very little about CBS programming. Me too. And even less about SWAT. I didn't know it was still on. Six seasons. It's I, been on for six I, seasons. I knew it was on at one point. I didn't know it kept going. SWAT. Six seasons of SWAT. I'll be on the show if you have me, whoever oh. runs SWAT. So many old people are happy that SWAT is coming back. <laughs> They're toasting with their Metamucil as we speak to celebrate their victory over CBS. <laughs> Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on May 10th, starting off with the lead singer of U2, Bono. Himself is 63 years old today. It's a beautiful
Actor Daryl Bell from A Different World is 60 years old today. Linda Evangelista, one of the OG supermodels, is 58. Henry Fambro, lead singer for The Spinners, 85. Filmmaker Jim Abrams from Abrahams, rather, from uh, Naked Gun and Airplane and all those funny movies is 79. Chris Berman, sports anchor. He could go all that way. 68 years old today. Singer Donovan is 77. Cause I made my mind up, you're going to be mine. I'll tell you right now, and I'm tricking a book, and I'll be Eric Palladino from ER is 55. Todd Lowe from True Blood and Gilmore Girls is 51. Singer Dave Mason is 77. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. Keenan Thompson is 45 years old today. He's been a star since he was a kid yes, back then is. on Keenan and Kel, and now he's been on Saturday Night Live for 48 years. Hard to believe. <laughs> he's good on that show, though. He was cast before he was born. He's 45. He's been on him 48 years. Singer Graham Goldman of 10CC is 77. Too many broken hearts have fallen in the river. Too many lonely sides have drifted out to sea. Lindsay Shaw from Pretty Little Liars is 34. Lauren Potter from Glee is 33. And rapper Young MC is 56. At what age can you stop calling yourself Young MC? Yeah, just MC now. Just like middle-aged MC. A girl starts walking, guys start gawking, sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she want to dance because she likes the groove. So come on, fat so and just bust the move. Yeah, bust a move. Mm, bust a move. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Wednesday, it's time to look at a star who cracked the top 10 just once in their career. Hard to believe. And even harder to get back there. They're one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's suggestion comes from Carrie Rutledge. Thanks for writing in, Carrie. Hi, Ralph. Hope you're well. I've checked the list, and I don't see this there, and I don't think he had another song hit even the top 10. And She's talking about John Waite from 1984 with the song Missing You. John Waite is one of my favorite singers of all time. And this one's kind of tricky because she's right. He only had one song to ever hit the top 10. However... He has been around in the show business world and had plenty of medium-sized hits for a long time. Originally, John was known as the lead singer for the British rock group The Babies in the 1970s. And they had a few hits that charted reasonably well here in the United States, like this one. Every time I think of you it always turns out good Every time I've held you I thought you understood That's Every Time I Think of You by The Babies. It was a top 40 song, but it never reached the top 10. Then he was with uh, the supergroup Bad English in the 1980s. He was the lead singer for that band as well with a couple guys from Journey and a few of his old bandmates from the babies, they did have a number one hit. It was this one. When I see you smile, I can face the world. Oh, you know I can do but in between the babies and bad English, he also had a solo career. It turns out when the babies broke up, he still owed the record label 
a few albums. Oh. He was contractually obligated. Right. So he went back as a solo artist and recorded a few albums with Chrysalis Records. The very first one was in 1982. His debut solo album was called Ignition. Also had a medium-sized hit off of that album, largely driven by its constant airplay on a, uh, a young channel called MTV. This was the song off that first album that did pretty well. We always wish for money. We always wish for fame. We think we have the answers. But it was the next album, No Breaks, that resulted in his biggest success. Missing You went to number one here in the United States and around the world, actually. The song was so popular that when it knocked Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It out of the number one slot, she later recorded and released Missing You <laughs> as, <laughs> as sort of revenge for what John Waite had done to That's her. That's awesome. The song is still wildly popular. You see cover versions of it all over the internet. He wrote it. He sang it. This is his only number one song as a solo artist from 1984. Here's a little bit of Missing You. Every time I think of you I always catch my breath And I'm still standing here And you're miles away And I'm wondering why you left And there's a storm that's raging Through my frozen heart tonight I hear your name in certain circles And it always makes me smile I spend my time Thinking about you And it's almost driving me wild And there's a heart that's breaking Down this long distance line tonight tune still holds oh, up. Good John Waite, one of my favorite singers in uh, rock and pop. In fact, there's a documentary out now. It's on streamers. I think I saw it on Apple Plus, I think. It's called John Waite, The Hard Way, and it pretty much documents his career from the 1970s coming out of England, being in The Babies, which was supposed to be a massive Beatle-type hit that yeah. never quite took off. Um, his fronting Bad English, his solo career as well. And it's more interesting if you have any interest in the music industry because they talk about specifically the babies when he was in that band in the 70s. The records label would pony up enormous amounts of cash to mount massive tours mm -hmm. and to do giant promotions for the albums, but they would subtract that from the money it was supposed to be paid to the artists. What? Yes. What? So they would advance you a certain <laughs> amount of money and then they would subtract from that advance for all the support that had to be provided for your tours what? and your album sales. That's awful. John Waite said after six years with the babies, six albums and six years of touring, his bank account held $6,000. Oh my God. And mm. so it's a sobering document Fucking. about how the, the record industry, largely in the 70s and 80s, just robbed a lot of these artists. Pay the artists, yeah. always. John Waite, The Hard Way is the name of the documentary. Check it out if you're interested. And if nothing else, he'll always have Missing You, even though technically that makes him a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder! One-hit wonder! One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're a four-star general, don't forget, 7 p.m. tonight, click on that link from Crowdcast and join us here in the Batcave as we record tomorrow's show right in front of your eyes. Mm. Everybody else, we will talk to you tomorrow. It is Thursday. 
So we will, of course, be delving into an aspect of human sexuality. Sure. Ralph Sex University. Right. Tricky one tomorrow. Tricky one. Yeah. Why is it tricky? Because... Um, You're keeping your shoes on. <laughs> it is inspired by our, <laughs> uh, our toe-sucking story <laughs> earlier this <laughs> week. So, uh, But not necessarily toe-sucking. Okay. But it'll be interesting right. to have this discussion. Join us. I think you'll enjoy it. But the only way you can join us is if you take care of yourself. So please, I'm asking you. Stay sweet at six feet. No, that's the wrong button. Mm. I'm asking you to do this instead. Stay good in the hood. Unless my shoes are off. And then stay sweet at six feet. 12 feet. (laughs) Really? 200 bucks. You're not going to go. No, absolutely not. I would have to leave the hundreds. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I'd have to get into thousands of dollars. To lick your toes. That's preposterous. No. That is preposterous. Not preposterous. (laughs) At all. I believe I just said it was. Anyway. Join us tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so-ha. Ha-ha, I got it. Ha-ha, bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Black Pepper. <laughs>